What's up, homies? Welcome to No One's Homie Sports Schmenter Edition. Uh, it is 8.30 on a Tuesday, October 27th. This is Clau. This is Mark. Yeah, adding that as a new part of the intro. Uh, saying the, <laughs> time, the time. Time thing. check, time So check. you know, that we're legit, bro. We know what time it is. Uh, yeah, so this is the, sec- the second of the individual shows. This is the Sports Schmenter. Normally used to have for those of you who are new here, we used to have this on our um, other shows. If you haven't listened to those, give those a listen. Um, but if you haven't and you're listening to this, more power to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're just gonna talk about some sports that happened over the weekend. There was some pretty exciting stuff, some uh, seemingly exciting stuff, and then not so exciting, pala. And <laughs> yeah, so I guess let's just get into it. If if I miss out on any sports, Mark, let me know. But sure. uh, over the weekend, we had two big sporting events. So the first was uh, UFC 200 and what was it? 54? 54. 54. My God, there have been 254 UFCs. That's crazy. Not including yeah. the um, fight nights. Yeah, fight nights. And every, and, uh, on ESPN, things like uh-huh, that. Yeah, the old ones on FX. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Justin Gaethje for the lightweight championship. And then after this, we'll talk about some F1 as well. But I guess we should go into the UFC first since it was the one that happened um, first. Yeah, well, no? We can also backtrack into like uh, NBA. Yeah, NBA. sure. Uh, yeah, tennis, yeah, yeah. French Open, which was a big, oh, yeah. big, yeah. uh, big win too. Um, you want to play the, the intro? I'll play it. Yeah, sure. I'll mute up. Let's go. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Giannis trailing the I didn't realize how much I missed that. It's an oldie but a goodie. Especially the guy in the start. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? <laughs> Where is that from? I took it. I think it's a hockey highlight. I just took it from like a random clip online. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine like from a movie or something. <laughs> no, that was a real yeah. interview, bro. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. So actually, a pretty wild week for for sports and been, been sports have been pretty wild, honestly. Despite all the weird context of COVID, don't you think? I think they've they've been most major sports have been able to come back in a certain way already by now. So. It, it kind of feels normal in the sports world. You know, they have their regular events. Although some COVID-related storylines pop up from time to time. Like, they actually test positive or something like that. Which is yeah, or like they have to be quarantined. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah, like, with like the sports. Like Williams. <laughs> but yeah, but the NBA is like the, the least um, affected because they built that whole bubble. Sure. Which, was, which was their special like, COVID-related, I guess, storyline. Mm-hmm. But the other sports, such as F1, UFC, um, where they're still traveling, they're still um, mm-hmm. training, having the events where people aren't in a bubble for that long a time compared mm-hmm. to the NBA being the longest. So there are still more stories where it's like, oh, someone tested positive. They'll be out for the event or for a few weeks. Yeah. That, um, that's like... Uh... When who was the tennis player? Was it uh, Djokovic? Djokovic? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was like before. That was a few months ago, before the U.S. Open even. Yeah, Where they had like an exhibition, and then they weren't really very strict with their protocols. <laughs> so they all he tested they positive. <laughs> Some other player tested positive, and then he didn't. Had to, Jokic also test positive. Like, wasn't he there? Yeah, Jokic? It, I think so. I mean, there was never any like sh- concrete proof, but he was playing basketball with them. Yeah, shirts versus that, skins. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> and then there's a video of them partying in a in a club. Hard, yeah. yeah, yeah like so, drinking from the same yeah, bottles. Yeah, Hilarious. But know. also dangerous. Like yeah, so definitely there's, don't there's that. that. Um Cristiano Ronaldo recently tested positive for, yeah. for COVID. The rock. I, did he? Oh yeah, he did. The rock he did. did. His yeah, whole family. Yeah, that's true. Even his daughter, who's like a, a baby. Yeah, so sad. But they're fine. Um, yeah, uh, F1. The, I think only one team, Racing Point, Sergio Perez, 
got busted. Really? Lan- I wasn't Stroll, actually aware Lan- of Stroll that. just recently revealed that he had tested positive because he missed the, not this last, the one from last Sunday, but the one previous to that, that, that mm-hmm. Grand Prix. So mm-hmm. it, it, it pops up once in a while. It affects like, NFL, if you follow NFL, there are teams where yeah. like they're, they're some of their big positions get wiped out because these guys all tested positive for COVID or yeah. were, have to quarantine because they interacted yeah. with someone who did. So it's part True. of the new reality of sports. Speaking of NFL really quick, um, I've been trying to like get into it. I've been trying to watch a few games uh, or like at least watch highlights of the games yeah. I don't catch. I don't even watch the full games because there's a lot of dead time. Sometimes uh, I do. I, I watch the Seahawks. The hi- highlights YouTube that their YouTube channel posts are very pretty good. Yeah, you really get good. a feel for for the game, like how yeah, happened. and the momentum, the momentum, right? The like when they, they get stops. The only thing they don't share that I I feel like they should because it's part of the part of like telling the story of the game is like injuries. They don't usually True. share when 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 someone gets injured. They don't show. He just stops appearing in the highlights. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. actually that's actually um something that like another reason why I wanted to bring up the NFL was because OBJ just tore his ACL earlier today. Oh yeah, so, so I was watching the highlights. Sad. I didn't even see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there was no ACL, man. where they carted them off or anything like that. So yeah, pretty sad. I, I get like why you wouldn't want to show a player getting injured, but maybe just like some some sign that he had <laughs> yeah, the game yeah, or I something. <laughs> It's like, oh, they just subbed him out. I guess he's not good anymore. Well, in the NFL, because they like they don't play all the plays, even like it's true the receivers. They have special they teams, take, yeah, and and like they have rotational receivers because they gotta take breaks because they get they, yeah, you know, yeah. they get wiped out sometimes. For sure, only the quarterback, maybe. I think the the skill players, the positions players, like the receivers, the running yeah, backs, yeah. they have a rotation. The others, yeah, yeah. he's pretty steady. Yeah, so. I guess we can start with the with the NBA then. That's I think the least the, the farthest back in terms of Yeah, our, sure. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. So so the Lakers won, which was What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Can't believe My they God. fucking won, man. They won the My bubble God. championship. Well, they were the favorites, weren't they? They were. Pretty but if, if if Dragic wasn't injured, I think it would have been a different series. I don't know if the Heat would have won, but it would have been yeah. a different series. Who could who could tell? I mean, the Heat were just. We haven't talked about sports since I guess the bubble started. So since before uh, the playoffs. Yeah. So us mentioning that the Miami Heat made it to the NBA Finals <laughs> is like in itself like looking back on our last discussion. It's like none of us even talked about Miami Heat making it anywhere yeah. close. To like this. the most we talked about was like, oh, they got Iguodala. Don't think it'll do much though. And then like they made it to the finals. <laughs> But they, they really owned the Bucks. Well. Yeah, they, they owned really, the Bucks, man. They really the whole playoffs in the East, at least. I mean, Boston yeah. they pretty much wrecked. I mean, yeah, Indiana, Indiana they yeah, wrecked. So they just look like a, like the most polished team in the yeah. playoffs, even compared to the Lakers. I would say the Lakers had true. would win games, but it, it's not like everyone played well. It's like yeah, they just did enough. And then LeBron and Anthony Davis did their, That's their thing. They just kind of like, they kind of just brute forced it. And then the one yeah. game they did play well was the game they won the f- whole thing, you know? Pretty like when much, they, yeah. It's just owned. They, wear, they win on just because they have too much star power yeah. at some point. Compared to at and, least Miami in the finals. Yeah, but you, it, it was so nice to watch Miami play, you know? Like their, their parang extra pass culture and... Uh, they just compete just, hard, yeah. Yeah. And it's um Bill Simmons was the one who said it, uh, founder of the Ringer. Um the thing about Miami is they could be down by like 15 to 20 points in like the start of the fourth quarter and then they could just go on a run, hit yeah, a couple of threes and then they'll just be back in it. Yeah. Cuz they've got those streaky players and they got a good mix of streaky players like Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson, Tyler, Tyler Hero. Hero, Kendrick Nunn. If he had a big yeah. game, I think game four was it? Yeah, or game even five, uh, even even Jay Crowder at times. Yeah. You know, like he'll Iguodala, hit a few shots and Iguodala will stop, still pop in to be productive on the points end because he does yeah. a lot of work when it's not scoring. Yeah, in terms of just like leading the team, defense, team, playmaking. Defense, yeah, right? but but he still has games where he can 
can hit those open threes if you. If you I know. Want. I was actually. I thought he was done with that point of his career where he was hitting open threes, but I was. I was glad to see it, man. Yeah, and even um, Kelly Olynyk had big games when um, Bam Adebayo was still out. True, at the, the start of the series. So, yeah. man, the Heat are. They made it really fun for for me to see like a team like that make it all all the way to Agreed. to the finals. Because if it was Lakers, Bucks, and Lakers winning, I mean, it would probably be not as uh, dramatic a story as like the Heat True. battling and almost um, what took him to six games. Six yeah. game was pretty blood, but like there were a lot of moments where they were really competing there. Dude, the fifth game was so good. Like True. watching Jimmy Butler True. just will his team, and they played basketball that's fun to watch yeah I mean the Lakers won but it's not always fun to watch them especially when LeBron <laughs> or AD is not it's not on the court yeah I argue it's, it's not fun to watch them except when LeBron is on the court which is a lot you know true but... even Rondo I mean he's so he's I mean like he's not the same as he was in Boston where he would score also so you know what he's gonna yeah. do so but he played so very... well yeah I'll yeah, give him that course, I'll give him that the, the players on the Lakers I was surprised to, uh, well I was happy to see play well like Dwight took on his role and just did it to, to like yeah. you know help KCP I was KCP. happy that K- I'm, I'm happy he showed up honestly I'm kind of annoyed still with the Dwight storyline it's just I just feel like he was playing like an annoying person you know <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just the guy who's banging bodies like trying to injure the star of the other team I mean yeah he had rebounds and stuff but it was just like, man, you used to be my favorite player, bro. And now you're like the thug of the team. <laughs> oh, he got, he got a ring because of it. So. It's true. It's oh, true, man. though. Man, but I couldn't stand it when he was like in an interview um, like early before the playoffs even started. In the bubble already, though. He was like, yeah, you know, when uh, uh, Kobe was telling me this and that. It's like, what, bro? Didn't Kobe hate your ass? <laughs> <laughs> what is this foolishness? Oh my God! Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I guess to some extent, I am happy for Dwight, and he did end up winning a championship in Orlando. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Till you, till you just I just saw it on Reddit, pretty and good, I was like, clever, good. yeah, pretty good. Um, another thing was, I'm just gonna address the elephant in the room. All of our listeners know <laughs> I'm a Clippers <laughs> fan. That was probably the worst collapse in. Could be in NBA history for a team that was toted to make it to at least the Western Conference Finals. So uh, I'll take that on the chin. You know, <laughs> our guys talked more shit than I wish they had. Uh, Patrick Beverly talked too much shit. Uh, Marcus Morris, what are you? Are you are you even like for real? Like fuck off, bro. But I I think that we have a promising future. You know, with our with our. You think? I think so. Um, I mean, we got. We got uh, Ty Lue as head coach, right? Okay, that's nothing crazy. But we also got um, Kenny Atkinson from, from the, Nets. the Nets, the former yeah, head coach yeah, of the who Nets. Yeah, I think they shouldn't have fired. Um, when they, they got a different coach last year. Yeah. Went until like, Kyrie came. But now it's even yeah. Steve Nash. So I yeah. don't know what's up with the Nets for now. Yeah. And then uh, we also got, what's his name? Daniel, Dan Craig. And not, not the actor. The this assistant coach from The Heat. So, you know, and Chauncey Billups. So, I'm not, I'm, I'm never, still optimistic. Yeah, okay. I'm optimistic. And I hope we trade for a point guard or something. Look, man, it was hard to watch them collapse against the Nuggets. It was like, wow, I can't believe this is going to happen again. By game six, I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen again. This all <laughs> this freaking happened to us against Houston. Uh, it, was, it was hard to watch but I still see more upside with this team than the Lob City Clips as much uh, as I love of course on paper Clips. right they had a yeah, moment paper. but but there was a reason why they were also a favorite before before that that whole collapse happened on yeah. paper they're still a really solid team but just I guess when when they had to I don't know Denver just kept Pushing and then they kind of folded, which is kind they of didn't. Re- yeah, they didn't really have like a a, a leader, like a. I mean, a Lou real Williams lead. didn't play as well as at all. As, at as, all. As, as and Montrez, what you would expect, all. yeah, yeah, and Montrez. But it's like at the end of the day, for me, if we lost, we lost. But what I hated to see was that there was like there was no more heart at the end of it. Like they just they did. That's it. You said it. They rolled over, man. Yeah. And, Pretty As much. a fan, that was that was heartbreaking. Like if they went down swinging, whatever. We went down swinging to a young gunning team, but no, 
No, they just quit. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that left a bad taste in my mouth and I'm hoping that we at least get a get get something out of this off season. Yeah. Uh, if you want to talk shit to me, any listener, please do DM us or whatever. <laughs> just do it. Do it. I'll take it on the chin. I'm a man. I know who I picked and some of my friends were like uh so uh, who's your next team going to be? I was like, what? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Like, oh yeah. Like, you know, the Clippers were so bad. Aren't you going to change team? I was like, bro, it's been like this. This isn't, <laughs> it's not that this is new. It's just that we want, we were expecting different, but it's well, been like this. Well, because the way they lost, is kind of like, it shook up yeah, their whole terrible. image. You know what I mean? Terrible. Like teams lose, they're not good to begin with, but you're looking for a bright side in terms of culture personalities yeah. but this one was a failure of culture and personality right because exactly. their talent is there that's exactly. where it's like man do you want to be a part of this this exactly organization because yeah. that's not it's not i never had good. my doubts though i never had my doubts i trust i trust in i trust in whatever redemption whatever i don't know what i trust in but i i, I don't want to go anywhere else also because i just i still love our guys i love uh Kawhi. i love lou will Montrez can go. I can live without Montrez. <laughs> uh, how about PG? PG, I wouldn't be mad if they traded him for like Drew Holiday. Like, you know what it I mean? Sounded, it sounded like he was one of the main, if not the main issue yeah. that, in that locker room. It's It was kind of just like, there was, I think it was a mix of things. Like Doc kind of fa- had played some favorites. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that rubbed people the wrong way. And so... I think also PG got in his head a bit because you know he was like fourth in the ranking for or third in the ranking for MVP yeah, no, I, last I year. He, I didn't think he was that type of player actually. Me like too. When he would People reveal said, about like him being um, nervous and like in the bubble, the bubble he didn't like it yeah. inside. I was like, I didn't know you were affected by all this yeah. outside outside news stories. Yeah, or whatever. and and like. Uh, the, you know, people were talking about like historically he disappears in the playoffs. And I mean, statistically, yeah, but I always thought that as an emotional force, he was there, you know, like he was like, whether it was Indiana or, or in OKC, actually, he played well in the playoffs. It's just that their team was like outgunned every time. So I, like, I, I don't know. The first time where I was like, oh, he might not be like uh, at least yeah. character wise, the one you'd want exactly. to have in that yeah. moment or yeah. in that position. So, so if they traded PG for like a, a good point guard who can also kind of be like an emotional leader. Like I said, Drew Holiday, my sister put that in my head and I can't stop thinking about it. I, I would like to get Drew Holiday or... I don't know about that. Seems like a risk. Or Chris I, Paul. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want to have Chris Paul on my team because if he goes to the Lakers... Or, oh my God, that will fuck me up, man. He's my favorite player. <laughs> goes play for the fucking Crosstown Rivals. <laughs> Ruin everything. But yeah, um, this offseason should be interesting. A lot of moves to be made. Uh, not really interesting in terms of free agents, though. Like, kind of small-time free agents, I think. I think. Montrez. AD's definitely going to re-sign with the Lakers. He'd be dumb not to. <laughs> um, uh, who else? Yeah. Marcus Morris? Nah, I, only know uh, the I, I don't agents. think it's just like there's any big uh, moves yet. Or at least yeah. not being talked about. Yeah, a lot of people talking about where Chris Paul might end up though. And I am interested to see that. I would like, to, if he doesn't end up in the Clippers, which is highly likely that he does not end up in the Clippers, um, I'd like to see him with the Bucks, you know, with Giannis. I think that'd be pretty dope. Get rid of Bledsoe, who is he's awful in the playoffs. Wow. I, was, I didn't think he was that awful, but, <laughs> but he was that awful. And wow. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But the Suns, yo, you must be looking pretty optimistic about the Suns right now. You guys went undefeated in the bubble, hit a game winner over the Clippers. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Fuck me. <laughs> we take it. We take it one day at a time in the Suns. You never know. <laughs> Bright future Suns. Yeah. Uh, you guys get a new coach? No, I, was, I mean Monty Williams is a was their coach last year, so he did yeah, I think yeah. pretty well in his first yeah, season. Yeah, definitely. Started strong. Hit a rough patch. I mean, the team isn't really that talented to begin with, and there were some injuries along the way. Ended sure. strong, so it's like there are there are moments where it's like if you could just be this team 
all for the, the whole season. <laughs> We're talking maybe six, six or seven seed, I think. Sure. But, yeah, I can but, see that. But, but they do have their role players, especially if they're not in in the zone or in form. Then it becomes a struggle to win games. So yeah, and your bench. I think your bench is probably the biggest question mark. Um, hopefully, hopefully the the bubble kind of made like them, invigorated them. Yeah, yeah. believe in themselves because, like I said, they can't play winning basketball against teams that are are good teams. So true that. And I think uh, Aiton also found his his like himself. I think he he was kind of like lost a bit. Trying to figure out what kind of player he was gonna be, if like, and then eventually he figured out how to make himself like a rebounding force and like a like a defensive like something you have to care yeah. about on defense. You know, I mean, uh, DeAndre Ayton as a first pick in a draft that had like Luca, Trey Young is always gonna yeah. look a bit bad, but I don't think he's a bad player. Yeah, and it's the pieces yeah. you need. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. It's the pieces you need. Like you couldn't have guessed Luca was gonna be the second coming of Christ, man. I kind of was like, they should just pick Luca. I mean, like, yeah, I'm sure because he like, looked good. On, he yeah, looked good. Like, His highlights look really good. Is it is it that American bias where it's like I'm gonna pick this guy from NCAA, but it's like the other guys like a teenage MVP. In, yeah, which is the second le- best league in the world in terms of like the Euro leagues. So I was like, yeah, I mean, he's good. Luca's credentials were not light by any means. I I think it's just Americans don't. Probably regard it or underrate that that aspect. I mean, like, I don't think they do now, though. Teenager, right? (laughs) I think now, I think now they realize, like, oh, okay, yeah, Yeah, we all all who's like a second round pick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Luca, Luca. I mean, you have yeah, and then you have guys like Giannis, Giannis, international players. Yeah, international players are you know, it's harder to pick. I guess like as an average. You know, yeah. I mean, just the the average, but but still, they played it safe with that Aiden pick. Was my my call when it yeah, even when it I happened. I think so too. I was like, I oh, everyone so said too. he has to be number one. I said, man, he's a it's a boring center pick. <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> so yeah, that's true, man. Imagine Luca and Devin Booker on one team. Yeah, holy yeah, yeah. shit. That's why I was like, come holy on, shit, come on, man. Who knows? Or even Trey Young, man. Trey Young, yeah. Yeah, dude. Dude, Trey Young too. I mean, I hope that like his team figures it out because I like that guy. He's yeah, a, true. He's a crazy shooter. Um, anything else? Anything else interesting? KD coming back next season. I'm pretty excited <laughs> for that. I hope. I hope he's up uh, to four. But he's a right. teammate with Kyrie, yeah. so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the, I think the two problem childs. They really the are. They really yeah. are. And I feel like, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they kind of, it's a little suspect how much they're like, we love each other, honestly. Like, <laughs> we're like best friends. <laughs> Why do you keep telling us that? Like, <laughs> we don't, guess what? Not, we don't really care that much. Just play well. You don't yeah. have to tell us. <laughs> Fucking Kyrie in interviews is like, if anybody steps to Kevin, you better step to me. It's like, bro, like, who, who is stepping to Kevin right now? <laughs> he just wanted Kyrie, to. Like, Kyrie yeah. makes that, like, he, he, I don't know. Even when he was like in Boston, apparently he, he makes it a big deal that he's being a good teammate or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. what happens is, like you said, he's kind of weird. He's not really that good of a teammate. So maybe exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Like if you gotta tell people how good you are of a teammate, you're probably not good that good yeah. of a teammate. You know what I mean? And then your teammates he, would when, probably be the ones saying it. When Steve Nash was announced as head coach, he said like. I think anyone can be the coach on any given yeah. day. Oh, like, come on. That's not the right response to this new yeah. head coach. You all just say yeah. congrats. Look forward to working with him, I guess, right? Yeah, like one of the Private. greats of our one of the greats of our game, you know. Blah, blah. Steve Nash is my favorite player of all time. So I was like, yeah, yeah. come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Show some respect. Two time back to back MVP. One of yeah, the greatest point guards to play the game. For sure. Easily. But yeah, he's carries like that to look at. He is. I yeah. but I do hope for success for the Nets because I like their core. Sure. I like I like Spencer <laughs> Dinwiddie. I like Karis Levert. I like I kind of like the whole team from two years ago when they had D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. What happened to that team? I like that team. They they took out D'Angelo Russell signed. Yeah. KD and Kyrie, and then they got rid of Kenny Atkinson. I was like, you can't 
I know you guys made it to the eighth seed, and then yeah, you just removed like the heart and soul of the team in some ways, right? Weird. It's like right? it's like that um the that that planet of the apes scene, like you idiots, you blew it up, you blew it all up. Yeah. Well, technically some... they're better, but it's it's yeah. a better. I was like, I'm remains not... remains yeah. to be seen, man. Kyrie is toxic. I gotta say, most most probably is. He yeah. is pretty toxic, right? Uh, other than that, I don't think there's really much yet in terms of NBA. Oh, uh, it might start in December and might yeah. only be 72 games. So that's something interesting that I'd like to see for sure. Well, it's just like a correct. It has it's just like a slower correction because of COVID. I think they said they want to yeah. finish the season before the Olympics starts. So. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. It'll and be I'd like to a see bit it before they get to completely normal schedule. I think. Sure, but like you know, everybody's been talking about it for a few years now, and I'm kind of into it. The whole idea of a shorter season, you probably sustain less injuries, less people <laughs> would have to load manage. You'd get fresher players in the playoffs. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, who knows. Might we'll be completely see. wrong. <laughs> well, it's not really like shorting the season because October to December, it's like they didn't rest as much either. So they can well, still yeah. play a lot of games. That's true. But if they continue it that way, I mean, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Doubt, um, doubtful. Doubtful, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's too much money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're good on the NBA right now. Okay. Uh, next NBA. up, it was like a, a recap of tennis. Rafael Nadal won the, oh, yeah. you can French take the lead Open, on this one. beating Djokovic in the finals pretty comprehensively. If you yeah, saw it, Djokovic just looked out of it. Yeah, and usually when it's Nadal versus Djokovic, I I fear for Nadal because that's like his kind of his like kryptonite as a player. But it was his court, right? It was it was yeah it was yeah like sure, but 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 like there have been times where it, it's obvious that. Djokovic is close to beating him even at, in on mm-hmm. clay on that mm-hmm. surface. So it's not a done deal. But to be beaten like in three straight sets where the first set was 6-0 was kind of kind of uh, shocking too. Yeah, it's true. Djokovic was, has these moments where he's not always engaged. In, engaged, yeah. You can tell like he's just not his intensity isn't there. Yeah. So he, I mean like against Nadal in the finals of the French Open I think that's like there's no way you can be at that level and hope to win yeah sorry but before we continue what was that thing that happened with Djokovic where he couldn't participate in the tournament something like he he threw a ball at a at the ref or what oh that was the US Open yeah before that right it was like the tournament before that I was like maybe a month before that so it was probably like September or something Basically, like in, in the middle of a game, he got mad. So he just hit the ball like out of frustration and then hit one of the umpires, the line judges in the side, mm-hmm. in the throat. I see now. And it's just like, you got to be disqualified for that. Yeah. Which okay. is yeah, just, just straight up the rules. Standard. He, yeah, it, it, it was an accident. He wasn't even looking. But it's like, you're irresponsible action. So can't, we can't like, let you keep playing. Yeah, what's the name? Johnny McEnroe, the old uh, is that him? The old tennis player who used to like lose his shit. I guess they can't. They're just like we can't have that again. (laughs) We can't. No, that's different uh, because he's arguing. Like, oh really? So they're different rules. He would just argue with the umpire over like a call. It's like, oh, it's in, it's out because they didn't have the the Hawkeye the review, yeah, yeah. So he'd just be like, hey. And he get war- you get warnings, but but I think like when it's physical, like hurting someone, I think that's like the top penalty. Yeah. Okay. It's usually okay. the penalty is a warning, and then they'll give the other person a point, and then if you do it again, they'll give the other person a game, which is pretty much like a big deal. I don't think I've yeah. never seen anyone get more than that aside from disqualified completely. I don't think they give oh. away sets <laughs> as penalty. <laughs> That's like, why Why are we even playing anymore? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Nadal, Nadal won his 20th Grand Slam at the French Open. So he's tied with Federer for the most. <laughs> Pretty crazy that he and Federer have 20 each. Djokovic, I yeah. think, has 17 or something. 18, 17. So those three guys have taken... 60 grand slams for this four years, so they won like basically the last 15 years worth of grand slams. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you sprinkle in a few of the people who got lucky there. Muri has two or three, um, yeah, so it's like 
dominance of of those three players in one era. Yeah. It's ima- like you're imagining like LeBron, Kobe, and Michael Jordan, or that type of caliber player yeah, all playing yeah. at once and all playing each other in the big matches. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and then because like how often do you see them in the finals? This one's like you see them in the finals. So it's kind of yeah. wild. Shout out to uh, well, what's her name again? Is it Naomi Osaka? Yeah. What is it? That is uh, yeah. I think Boy. it's correct. Yeah. Uh, shout out to her because she's dating YBN Corday. <laughs> <laughs> it's she, like, she, go girl, go girl, yeah, and okay. go go YBN. Like, goddamn, yo. <laughs> oh, he's not YBN Corday anymore. Yeah, he's, he's just Corday now. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I just checked for, on Spotify yeah. too. <laughs> just, just so we're clear. True. Uh, okay. Yeah. I guess we move on. To the actual relevant sports. <laughs> yeah, the ones from, that happened this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with the UFC. Yeah. Man, this was a tough one to watch. This was a tough one to watch. I had to get up at two in the morning to watch this one. I was watching at two. I just, you know, I just nodded off. And I was like, yeah. I actually, I was watching the first fight, the the light heavyweight fight that was uh, Magomed Anka. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that yeah. one still. Yeah, uh, this Magomed character, he's like a killer. Is he also from Dagestan? I think he is. Like these freaking Russians are just cleaning out the house. I just assume so. I mean, yeah, me too. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I I I was able to catch that, and then as soon as like he won, I kind of started nodding off. And when I woke up, it was Whitaker versus uh, (laughs) Cannoneer already. I was like, oh my god, what did I miss? Yeah, I missed I missed the Volkov fight, which I wanted to catch. He apparently won by uh, KO slash TKO in the second round. Uh, you didn't ca- did you watch the highlights or anything? Not yet. You have seen the post highlights. That's true. So um, so I just want to say about the Robert Whitaker fight versus Jared Cannonier. So Jared Cannonier is like an up and coming middleweight, uh, trying to uh, fight his way into contendership. And Robert Whitaker, if you don't know, if you don't follow the UFC, is the former UFC middleweight champion. And uh, he's just a world-class fighter. And watching him perform, it was his first three-round fight in like his last six or seven fights. So, and his fitness is pretty good. So like he, he, he can go five rounds in a war. I mean, he's a little bit of an all-arounder type. Isn't yeah, he? he is. He is. He is like that friend you have that says he takes MMA and he's like, where did you start? He's like, I started with MMA. <laughs> like he's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. And he's right? so good though. He's so polished. Like I, I always forget because, because he's like that all-arounder, I don't really know him for anything. Yeah. You, you usually sleep on him because it's like, yeah. if you look at his highlight package, it's like it's no big... I mean, he'll have knockouts and stuff. But it's yeah, not, and he's, it's he's had as... impressive performances, but it's just that you never remember like his mad knockouts or like yeah. his crazy submissions. And his personality you know? isn't like the most... True. Like, um, what do you call this? Like, Magnetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, not super exciting. Just a solid fight. Yeah, but you know what I learned like watching him in this fight again like I've watched a bunch of his fights and every fight it happens to me but I think I'm gonna remember it from now on is that he's world class man the way that he can pace himself at the start of fights and his uh, his speed based on his, his, in, like his fight against like Israel at the Sanya yeah like, yeah it, it felt like he, you know it was like it's not enough you have to have a special oomph I think against, against, against Adesanya too, what was lacking was that he let Adesanya control the octagon. You know what I mean? Like he let Adesanya dictate. True. He was more yeah. reactive than because he's normally a proactive fighter. He he very he pushes the pace a lot. So I think that's what was lacking. I'd be interested to see a rematch for sure because you I think? think they're they're a pretty good match. I do. Yeah. I didn't. I just felt like I didn't see anything in that match. I was like, oh, this is what Whitaker could do to turn it around. Yeah. But I think but, he wasn't. He was also coming off of like pretty long break because of injury uh i think he tore his groin or something or he had like a hernia removed one of those things and that's a that's a pretty major surgery you know so recovering from that whether you're a champion or not like it's a big thing so it was nice to see him top form though i still think adesanya would win okay like that being said israel adesanya for those of you that don't know is the current ufc middleweight champion um but yeah he looked so good like he he looked so quick and flexible and like 
You just never, I didn't expect it because he looks like kind of clunky guy. Like he doesn't really look like a flexible dude. And I think I'm kind of biased because they were doing the, you know, those like vlog series that they do before, before every fight. Uh, and he was, he was gaming on his laptop, <laughs> on his Omen. He was using an HP Omen 15, like the, the previous year. Uh, and he was playing like Don't Starve with his friends while on the vlog. I was like, this guy, okay. we, yeah, would, yeah, we, would, yeah. we would that hang would, out with this guy. <laughs> that, that would turn my image of him. Yeah. To see something he was like just that. like, you know, it's just my way to hang out with my friends and, and like blow up some steam. I was like, I feel you, bro. I feel you. <laughs> so, so you won. So, you won the fight. He won the fight, yeah, pretty decisively too. In the first round, Jared Cannonier, um, kind of, uh, it was kind of worrying because he threw these leg kicks and it hit uh, Whitaker's leg started like swelling up pretty quick. And if you slow down his legs, then he can't push the pace. So it was, uh, I was wondering if that was going to affect him, but he's a pro, you know. He was able to adjust and he caught Cannonier with a few big shots, yeah, especially in the second round. I think he he hurt mm-hmm. him pretty bad. Yeah, and then uh, the main event, which was the only reason that I decided to wake up for this freaking thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it was just Robert Whitaker versus Jared Cannonier, I'd probably just not watch. But uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov, the current UFC lightweight champion, faced Justin Gaethje, who was the interim UFC lightweight champion, who had just beaten Tony Ferguson, who was considered to be one of the top five ranked lightweights, actually top three ranked lightweights in the division, but the rankings in the UFC kind of mean jack shit. So uh, if you're in the top 10, you're good to go. Yeah, you're good to go. You're pretty much like, yeah, you're legit. Um, But Khabib, Khabib is, uh, I'm pretty sure that most people know who he is at this point, but he is, I think now considered to be the most dominant champion um, in terms of like what he does in fights and the amount of rounds that he's won. That means like total rounds of all his fights, he's only lost two. I don't know. And yeah. he's had like 29 professional uh, uh, fights. fights. So, never lost. Never lost. 29 and 0 and 0. No, no contests either. This man is an undisputed champion. And many are arguing now that he's the greatest of all time. I'm inclined to agree, honestly, just because of how consistent he is and how he has True. been an example in True. and out of the octagon. You know what I, I mean? wouldn't say he's the most talented because like, again, yeah. the argument for John Jones is the, he, as the most talented seems like it's for the sure. strongest because he's like natural sure. at everything. Mm-hmm. But, but could be does his game plan so well because everyone knows what his moves is. It's yeah, wrestling. But you can't stop him. Down, and then he'll just beat you up while you're down there yep. or, or submit you while you're down there. And he does that every time. And, and no one stops it. And no one stops it. No one can stop it. Yeah. So, yeah. so as the, the greatest fighter, the same way like Floyd is, some people yeah, argue he's exactly. the greatest boxer. It's like probably not the most talented in terms yeah. of he's not the most powerful, the fastest. But if you're talking about the greatest fighter, meaning getting the win then it's probably him because I would bet on him to win every fight that he takes it's true uh, he was like a minus 325 favorite <laughs> it's crazy um, uh, the thing about Khabib like those of you that know me I'm a big Conor McGregor fan and then during the Khabib McGregor fight like people were saying like oh this is it like McGregor's time to show his his true the thing about that fight was nobody really thought McGregor was gonna win the fight like decisively. They just thought he had what we call a, a puncher's chance, chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a puncher's like if I, chance. If he gets him in the first round, yeah, in the first like w- first round, first few minutes, if he can hit him with a big one, then exactly. maybe he'll take it. But yeah. that's not what happened. He got choked out. I don't think there's any fighter who has went against Khabib where it was like his. He has the chance to win in a prolonged fight. Everyone always yeah, thinks no, if it, if it lasts so. long, Kobe is probably winning this because that wrestling is, I think it's just too much for you to it's overwhelming to round after it's round, right? Yeah. You can see in some of the fights where people try to get up, he'll just pull you back down yeah. by the legs. Like he'll wrap around your legs, right? Then scoop yeah. you back down. So it's just like endless. Dude, and the way that he does it is just like watching a bully beat up yeah. like a kid in the schoolyard. Like there, if you watch his highlights, guys, like you can check it out on YouTube. There are some that are dubbed with what Khabib is saying during the fight. Why he's wailing on them, like throwing punches while they're on the ground. He says, you have to quit. You have to give up. I will not stop. 
I won't stop. It's like, damn, dude, how demoralizing can it get? So, so how, did, how, how, how did this fight go? So in the first round, um, Khabib immediately took charge of the center of the octagon. Like he just start, kept pushing and pushing. But Justin Gaethje is such a high-paced fighter and such a wild fighter that, you know, you kind of thought like, okay, sure, whatever. He'll play Khabib backing up and just keep throwing. And he got a few hits, like a few good hits in too. Khabib showed that he can still stand. He's, a main, he's mainly a wrestler, but he can stand and he's respectable while standing. But after Justin got like two, three good hits on him, he just faked the jab. So Justin throws a leg kick and then he took him down. And that was it. Like as soon as he took him down, you're like, ah, shit. Okay, here we go again. <laughs> like, it's the same thing again. Push him up against the fence. Yeah. But it's not, honestly, it doesn't sound fun, but it's actually pretty amazing to watch when you see it, guys. Like because he's just so dominant. It's like, damn, I've never seen... Some, if you've never seen an actual fight in your life, like even in person or like even just watching fight videos on YouTube and you watch Khabib fight, or if you have seen one even, you'll realize like, damn, there aren't many fights where one guy is just fucking the other guy up consistently, you know? And then uh, in the second round, uh, it happened again. They started standing and then Khabib, uh, J- Justin Gaethje got Khabib's respect because, you know, he got a few good counters in. And then Khabib takes him down. And as soon as he takes him down, like he, he basically like double legs him and then pushes him to the cage. And from there, he immediately got full mount, which means that's his, his spot. That's his yeah. spot. He'll trap your legs in between his legs. Yeah. So and that's that you it. can't even use it to get up. Yeah. You, or you can't pull guard, you know? Yeah. Like you can't put him in between your legs while you're on the bottom, which and in then he'll jiu-jitsu grab, is pulling he'll grab guard. one of your wrists so that you just can't even use yeah. the, the posture as like leverage or whatever yeah. yeah exactly and then um it was so quick man like as soon as he got full mount he was he didn't even bother with ground and pound anymore he transitions to an arm bar and like as soon as Gechi is even like slightly able to to break past the arm bar or fight through he transitions it into a triangle and that was it like Dang. that was that that was that was the end of the fight that, one thing I wanted to mention for anyone who decides to watch a replay of this fight or sees it on YouTube when it becomes a free fight, um, or I don't even know if that'll happen because Khabib retired, but uh, Justin Gaethje tapped out in, uh, about four or five seconds into the sub- No, not even. Like three seconds into the submission and the referee didn't stop it. Like it was so fucked. So he tapped once and then the ref was still looking. Then he tapped again the ref still didn't stop the fight. Who's the, who the ref? Some guy from, I think he's from like the Abu Dhabi uh-huh. um, fight association. It was so bad, man. Because like, then Gaethje got knocked out and like he passed out. I was like, what? What's what happening do, what here? Do, what, what, what was the commentary? Um, the commentary was like, oh, he tapped. That's it. Oh, they're, they're not stopping the fight. <laughs> <laughs> and then when, when who was on comment at John Anik and DC? Uh John Anik, right? DC, and one more, one or maybe it was just them. Yeah, just John Anik and DC. But uh man, that was a, a great fight. Great to see one of the greatest of all time do it. So uh, Justin Gaethje didn't really have a didn't have a moment where he looked like he's gonna win it. Not really, man. It looked like you know maybe he didn't it, like maybe he'd outstrike him, but you knew that if it yeah, became not- hairy and. The, but that's like saying like, oh, if you let me shoot threes, I'll win. Exactly. That's my exactly. specialty. It's like exactly. to win the so, fight, how it's presented to you. Right? It didn't at any moment look like Justin had control of the fight. Like at any moment. Like you, it wasn't <laughs> his game plan out there. Right? Oh, hell assume, right? no. Hell no. Um, you could see he was hella tired by the end of the first <laughs> round. Because Khabib, the thing about Khabib is that he's just stalking you. He's not even like, he's not jogging or hopping around. He's just walking you down. And you're the one who's like jogging around, trying to avoid his range for takedowns. It's crazy. But I, I feel like just the, he doesn't have to be so active just because he has the threat exactly. of him shooting for a takedown is so obvious that people react to it when, you know, when nothing's happening yet. Exactly. So it's kind of, it's kind of like a, mental warfare in this end, yeah. I guess. some notable things that happened immediately after the fight so Khabib's father passed away earlier in the year uh, not COVID related I believe and then um, this was his first fight without his father in his corner his father was like one of his trainers growing up and a huge influence in his life and even before you could tell that like 
he was a big part of his life and they had a very deep, close relationship. Uh, as soon as the fight ended and Khabib officially won, he just went to the center of the octagon, like knelt down and like planted his face on the, on the mat and just started bawling out. And man, you couldn't not feel for the guy, you know? It was, it was really emotional and you could tell like this meant a lot to him to, to, to do that fight. And uh, he mentioned after, during the interview with John Anik that he's retiring. That's his last fight, you know? He, he says, that's it. I'm the, I'm the GOAT or I'm the most dominant champion. I'm the best. Cha- like, I'm definitely the, the most undefeated champion, but I'm now the most dominant champion, uh, 29 and 0. And, you know, people agree. What are you going to say? Like, John Jones is chirping. He's saying, like, oh, come on. Like, I beat Vitor Belfort. I beat, uh, I beat Lyoto Machida. I beat Alexander Gustafsson, Daniel Cormier. It's like, that's true. But you tested positive for PEDs. And then you... The, you, you, you the first Gustafsson fight was debatable. So people thought that Gustafsson won. The yeah, one, I still yeah. think I do think that Jones won it, but yes, I know that, that that's an argument. And also the Dominic you know, Reyes fight. Huh? Yeah, that was a bad fight, honestly. Right? I thought Reyes won in terms of points. So and it's then, like uh, Khabib has never lost a fight. Yeah, so not like that. No, you can yeah, no question. Yeah. No question. And the yeah, way he's won it. every fight is like you don't yeah. even know what the what, what the redeeming factor for his opponent is. Like I like I like I asked, I was like, was there any moment where it looked like it, no, there was none. Yeah. There was none. <laughs> Just the DH looked like he might have a shot. Because in yeah, the John no. Jones fight, there are times where it's like he's this guy's winning. He just has to keep yeah. it up, and then you so most of the time they just can't pull it off. But yeah, but they had it's like he could be in trouble. Were winning, yeah, they were winning. Yeah, the fight Cormier point. fight, the Lyoto Machida fight, even the Vitor Belfort fight. He got caught in an armbar, and so, like he almost tapped out. So. Yeah, again, I, I maintain John Jones is probably the most talented fighter. Yeah. Ever, but the most dominant. Yeah, I mean, could be how debatable argue, in favor of argue. Khabib. Yeah, yeah, hard to argue against Khabib right now. And you know what? Like, uh, for what it's worth, he didn't face. I guess it's Tony Ferguson. That's the only question mark. Yeah, the only question there. mark. But come on, I mean, let's be real. I Ferguson wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against Khabib in that fight. Yeah, if stuff, I mean so. Ferguson might be a black belt in jujitsu, but just there's nothing like Khabib. It seems. Yeah, and that know. fight is cursed. You know, every time they tried to make it, one of them gets injured or something. So I know, yeah, it's not a knock on Khabib. That's why it's like I can't yeah. take that against him that he never fought Ferguson because every other fight he's taken, which are by no means he's never. It doesn't look like he picks easy fights. It's just that he just outclasses every opponent that he yeah. faces. Exactly. Right. And then, um, yeah, for what it's worth, also outside of the octagon, you know, Khabib is an honorable person. Like, he's just a True. respectable guy and a respectful guy. Kind of uh, boring. Kind of boring, but it's like, that's what you want your example to day, be. Yeah. At the end of yeah. the day, it's like, you know, okay. You're not like my favorite funny, fighter, but, but yeah. there's no re- I will always mention I'll respect you yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. I will definitely, like, you deserve my respect. You, like, damn, you've done nothing to not earn it. And, you know, freaking John Jones, like, get your shit together. You want to be the goal? Get your shit together. Yeah. I, I love you as a fighter. You were one of my favorite fighters when I first started watching the UFC. But, man, you, you crashed into a pregnant lady high on cocaine. You ran back to get your weed pipe and not even check on the lady. Man, what, what, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing, bro? And then there's that story of where he hid under the octagon when uh, Yusada came in and like to drug test him. He hid under the octagon for four hours until the gym closed. Come on. Come on, man. Like, what, what are we doing here? If you clean, you clean, right? Like, damn. John, John Jones is just too, like, there's too many uh, issues for me to, to just give him the gold title. Exactly. It's just exactly. Like, too many question marks. Same yeah. with, like, I guess, same with, like, those baseball players that, we're part of that steroid era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, do we put them in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I mean, not as John Jones probably st- still deserves it, but it's just like, man, you can't be talking like that. People have to talk for you and argue exactly. for you. It's not exactly. your place anymore because if you wanted to be the best, then you should have acted like the best, which in Khabib's case is like, he I don't did. know. Yeah, what else <laughs> do you want him to do, right? What else? Yeah. If you want him to be. If he wants to call himself the greatest and you're saying he's not, then what what is it that you're asking him to do? Yeah. Left, right? Exactly. If you can answer that with a with a good answer, then 
I'll give you the argument, yeah. but it's like I don't know what to do. He acts yeah. right. He respects his opponents. I mean, the Conor McGregor fight got out of hand, but yeah, but, but also I because like I mean, that's on Conor. You yeah, know, like he he crossed the line, and the man can only endure so much before yeah. he loses his shit. Um, and another thing for those of you who might be wondering, Khabib retired because his mom asked him to not, to stop fighting now that his father's passed away, and Khabib honored that wish. So that's in case any of you were wondering, like why think, he decided to retire. A, you think it's a real retirement? I think so. I think pretty much unless somebody comes up and by reputation challenges his status, kind of like enough. how GSP quit when he was at the top because he had nothing left to prove. You know, fair enough. And he only came back because just like shits and giggles, not even because <laughs> yeah. someone challenged his status. He's just like, uh, I'll be back. He comes back, beats Bisping for the title. And he's like, okay, I'm done again. <laughs> well, I don't know. GSP is such a true martial artist. He loves the idea of competing and showing yeah, his skills. Yeah, that's true right? also. That's true if, you, also. if you've listened to like his interviews or I think he was on Joe Rogan where it was a long interview so you can figure that out I don't know about yeah. Khabib right it's like I know he's a good fighter but it doesn't look like as a martial artist I mean he, he only does one style you know what I mean it doesn't look like he's into the idea of testing different skills different all abilities. dimensions yeah but it, he is more, the type yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead it's more of like he has the goal of just proving he's the best in terms of winning that's yeah. why he did it he's just a competitive person yeah. yeah 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 so I don't know if but he but back. he is the I was saying he is the type that would like, oh, you think I can't strike? Like, I'll strike at the start you of think? this fight just to doesn't, show you. It doesn't, doesn't seem like for me. Uh, but so that's far. what he, well, that's what his behavior has looked like in fights. It's just like people are always saying, like, oh, Khabib can't stay on his feet. And then he, he put Connor on his ass, you know? Like, that was like his type of thing. And then, but yeah, obviously, when, he, when it fails and like he doesn't, like, he gets hit a few times, like, oh, shit, okay, I'm gonna go back to my bread and butter. But, he he is the kind of guy that like yeah I'll show you I'm the best like I am Maybe. the best. How how old yeah. is he? You know. Ah, uh, let me check. Khabib is he must be like thirty though. Uh, Khabib, <laughs> here we go. Khabib age. Sorry, I'll just pull this up really quick. <laughs> thirty-two. He's thirty-two. Not bad. Yeah. He could come back in two years and still be in good. Age. I don't think he's taking that much damage to begin with. <laughs> I, don't so. think, I don't think he's taking any damage. God damn. Except for the damage he does to himself in training, probably. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's it. Uh, we're running a little long, so maybe we can go to the F1. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so last Sunday was the, what is it called? Is it, uh, I don't think it's called the Portuguese Grand Prix. Let me check. Well, it says here Portuguese Grand Prix on motorsport.com. <laughs> oh, it must be that then. So the Portuguese yeah. Grand Prix, which was held at the track called Portimao, um, <laughs> which F1 has never raced that. So it was a new race. So a big quick recap of the weekend. I think Friday, it was raining pretty hard. So the practices were canceled. Then Saturday, um, that's when they had their first practice, I think, or at least their full, first full practice in this new track. You can check out the highlights on YouTube. It was pretty, the driver said it was pretty tough in terms of getting adjusted because the track is new. It was just resurfaced recently, meaning the, the surface, the asphalt's pretty slippery based on their, their how they felt in the cars. And mm-hmm. then the, the style of this track is like it's hilly up and down. So you can't see some turns because you're going up a hill and it goes into the turn. Damn, and I didn't even realize that. They they said it was like exciting because it's like a roller coaster, but <laughs> but at the same time it challenges you because you won't see your uh, your apex, meaning the the, yeah. top, the the point of the turn where you're supposed to hit your your, your car at. So it was pretty tough. Qualifying went well. Qualifying went pretty steady in terms of top three. It was Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, the mm-hmm. usual suspects. Yeah. Um, Charles Leclerc went into fourth, which is surprising because Ferrari. Impre- what was not- his starting? Because I saw that he kind of went up in the in the positions. Uh, he started at fourth. Oh, he started at fourth. Oh, he okay. At fourth. Yeah. So for Ferrari, that's pretty good um, outcome. Yeah, but Vettel ending at tenth, though, like Vettel. Vettel has not been performing well this season in comparison, especially to Leclerc. So yeah. tenth, tenth is not bad for him this season. It's kind of strange. Um, the rest of the midfield is pretty standard, I think. 
little yeah. big surprises. There was there was the instance at the start of the race during the first few turns where Science was able to take the first position. Yeah, it was uh, a messy start from the Mercedes. Verstappen went off the track and hit Perez on his way back in. Yeah. So in that mayhem on the first lap, somehow Carlos Sainz makes it the first. Yeah. Then lasts too long because he's not meant to be up there. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And if you watch, it's a pretty sturdy Grand Prix in terms of Hamilton ended up winning Bottas second, Verstappen third, so and Leclerc fourth. So like the qualifying positions held up mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, the big storylines coming from the race Hamilton won that's his 92nd win in F1 which makes him the most winningest driver in F1 history beating Michael Schumacher's record it's pretty crazy that he is the he's still in the prime of his career and he is the record holder so yeah. it's like a living goat situation type of thing yep what Very a time strange. to be alive yeah um, what else Pierre Gasly at 5th Pierre Gasly has been, uh, he's, he's been second doing well. top, top six back-to-back finish. Yeah. So he's doing pretty well in that um, secondary Red Bull car, the Alpha Tauri, which yeah. brings and, up uh, a pretty interesting storyline because yeah. uh, Alex Albon finished, I think, 12th, 13th yep. or 12th, something like 12. that. And there have been more rumors of him kind of like they might he might lose a seat at Red Bull again. Yeah, well, I mean, this is he's been steadily at like... Like from five to twelve, you know. Like, they haven't been impressed with his performances. Yeah, this is more of the thing. It's like it's a shame. I like him. I like his I know. episode. Yeah, on... <laughs> his personality is really good. But Pierre yeah. Gasly is also very yeah interesting he's... as a character, right? And his redemption story, where like yes. you said, if you watch the F1 docu, it was like he was in Red Bull last year, got kicked out and replaced by Alex Albon, got moved to the lower team, so they switched places. Yeah, and basically this season. Pierre Gasly has been outperforming him. So, it's like, is it time for him to come back? Red Bull have also said they might look outside their mm-hmm. drivers. So, I don't know. Should be interesting. I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind Pierre Gasly coming back because him at Alpha Tauri makes, really, makes me really like him. His personality, his uh, willingness to like, take on the race and the challenges. But yeah. I mean, like you said, I like Alex Albon, Alex Albon too. So it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's nice to see uh, Gasly because they they kind of framed him as this guy who crumbles in the moment in but the like, documentary, yeah, right? right? Yeah. But, but this then year, he's seeing him, him, he's beaten like his his teammate Alex Albon has yeah. picked up a podium, has won a race actually this year. So, yeah. So it's like rose wow. to the occasion. So it's like, how do you? How do you pick again? <laughs> I don't know. I'm also looking. I'm also looking at um, Lance Stroll. He he's been doing well this year, right? But he's the guy whose dad owns the the, yeah. the racing team. Yeah, he own and they're they're rebranding to Aston Martin next year. Vettel's joining him. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. To be honest, people called him like a shitty driver, and he's only racing because his dad's in it. But he's actually for me pretty good. I, I was part of that opinion where he was really bad. But them having a really good car this year and him having some pretty consistent results. Uh-huh. From, yeah. I was shocked actually to right? see that he's been pretty consistent middle of the pack, you know. Yeah, he, he had a bad race last Sunday, but it's he was out he for got, the last he got out for yeah, COVID. He got yeah. out. So it's like And and he rust. he DNF'd, you know. Like yeah, he, he got hit by I don't remember who. I think it was Lando Norris or something like that. Yeah. And then his car just picked up some damage. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean... It was, a, it was a pretty you... okay race. It was an okay yeah. race. The start was, okay. was fun and the, the middle to the end was like pretty standard Standard. Because yeah. <laughs> like, um, the Lewis Hamilton basically lapped the, the, everyone but the top three or top four. Yeah. So it, it just shows how far he was ahead of Dude, the gap was 25 seconds. 25.5. So that's yeah. like 26, basically. That's crazy. Uh, um, I, I like Verstappen. I, I like Verstappen in general because he's a fiery guy. But then when they interview him, he's so pragmatic. He's just like, like uh, how do you think you did today? Like finishing third. He was like, well, we had a rocky start, but I think we finished where we were supposed to finish. I was like, look at this guy. <laughs> he, got a, he got a bad rep early in his career because he... 
like he was reckless as a driver. Mm-hmm. So I think he's matured in the last two years. He's only 22, 23. So, yeah. So he's younger like, than us. <laughs> he he was like in F1 when he was like 17 or 18. Yeah, already. the youngest, so, but, right? Wasn't yeah, he like the youngest driver? Winner or something like that. Before yeah. he before he had a driver's license, he was already in F1. So that's kind of crazy. <laughs> that's so wild. What a but, reputation. Yeah, I mean, he's, for me, he's the next best driver to Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, Bottas, it's just the Bottas, car. It's just yeah, the car. Bottas is there because of the car, but yeah. he, he extracts some results that are like pretty surprising. Yeah. And like, I think that's why it makes it so tough for the Red Bull's second driver. <laughs> they always have to yeah. compare them to Verstappen, who's like third, third, third. So anything below that is like, oh, why aren't you... <laughs> why aren't even you performing say, like Max? Yeah. It's, it's, even if the team says like, oh, no, we won't compare them or whatever. I don't is it know. true that some of these teams have different cars for the two drivers? Is that true? Yeah. Um, for Red Bull, they ended up saying... Uh, Max has a different car from Alex Albon. Yeah, the like the COVID messed up production of the upgrades and parts. Uh-huh. It just happens. So it's not normal. It's because you know that creates tension. Why does he have yeah. upgrades and I don't? But it's like preferential treatment. But in some cases, like also in Racing Point, that Lance's car got damaged, so they fitted him with upgrades that were supposed to go to Sergio Perez. Uh-huh. Like, well, it's like. Well, his dad owns the team. What else he can do about it? <laughs> what about um for Ferrari? Like there, I'm I'm seeing a lot of memes about the car being different. They're shite. <laughs> yeah, they're shite. No, I know that much. Yeah. I know the cars are shite. I feel bad for Science. He's seeing some relative success this season, and he's oh. moving. I don't think Ferrari. I, I mean, like Leclerc has shown that the car has some ability. So I'm not too. And next year or next next year will be, next next year will be completely different. Regulation, so the cars will be reset anyway. Yeah, um, it'll it'll be all right. I think people are just trying to figure out why Vettel's so far from Leclerc, and they're speculating whether they're like since Vettel's leaving, they're giving him a lesser car. Sure, like okay. But I don't know. For me, Vettel didn't, hasn't seemed so enthusiastic about this year anyway. When you yeah, but the you past he watch, seems unengaged. Yeah, when you hear him in like the radio and he's like, I, I gave it everything I could. I'm like, are you sure? You gonna say that? I, I, I mean, like, I'm not an expert. He might be completely telling the truth, but it's just yeah. like, your teammate's up in fourth. You know? <laughs> are you sure? Unless it's Y'all true mean. that they gave him a better car. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, I guess that's it because we can... Wait, when is the next Grand Prix? Oh, I, I don't know. I just... I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll yeah. pull it up. <laughs> F1. Schedule. Another storyline, the Haas team. So Kevin Magnussen yeah. or Roman Grosjean. Grosjean. They're out. In terms of next year, they will not be on the team. So they're getting a full drive for replacement. Oh, what about the principal? Um, no, they're keeping him. They're just reshuffling the team though in terms of... Okay. They're thinking that um, Mick Schumacher will end up on the team. So Michael I heard Schumacher's that. kid... It's either there or Alfa Romeo since they're both Ferrari like customer teams or partner teams. And Mick Schumacher's in like the Ferrari drivers. The new storyline like, is that he's go- he's going after Hamilton for taking his dad's record. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if he's as good. He's, I, think he's, I, think, I think he won F, F2, so the lower division though. So. Okay. Uh, next race is on there. Sunday, November 1, 8 Where p.m. It is the, I think it's Italian because it's the Autodromo Enzo e Dino Ferrari. <laughs> so I think it's Monza, which is okay. Ferrari's like home circuit. Leclerc won that last year. Better win. win it this year. Better win. <laughs> no. I mean, Mercedes said betting. since Hamilton's goat now, they're just not going to race in that one now. <laughs> um, Mercedes said that they weren't upgrading the car for the rest of the year. They're like, we're focusing on next year's car already. Because they yeah. usually don't, they don't say that because you know you still have to keep your car consistent throughout the rest yeah, of the yeah. season. But I think they're so far ahead. They're like, ah, we're good. We're good. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> we got to learn to work with the budget now. They won the Constructors' Championship already. Damn, really? Yeah. So Mercedes is the theme. There's like, a champion. That means like they're overall champion, right? Yeah. Then they just have to seal the drivers' championship because that's the more yeah. coveted that's one. Which for sure. I think Lewis probably gonna win, and that'll be yeah. seventh or eighth. 
which it's which tying the... or breaking Schumacher's record. I think it's tying. I think it's tying. Yeah. Uh, so... I I was reading up on the records just because I was like, God damn, Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't. He can't beat my F1 2020. Team. Dude, I'm starting <laughs> out, bro. I'm starting out, bro. I think I we put doing... it in the next consuming, yeah, but we I, both yeah. bought the F1 2020 <laughs> on Steam because it was on sale. Dude, and there's I'm a so mighty sh- mode. There's a mighty mode, so I started my own team to take it to Mercedes. I'm gonna start my career. I'm gonna start my career. Oh, and, uh, although I'm using their engine, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, we'll talk more about this in the next uh, consuming episode, probably, because uh, we're running pretty long. Anyways, that's it for sports. A lot of stuff actually we got to talk yeah, about. I thought that we'd be new, running this new short. format. We're filling it up with just the content yeah. of whatever segment we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, we hope you like it too. If you have any feedback, let us know. If you haven't yet, please subscribe. Give us a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts, and I don't know if you can rate on Spotify, but follow us on Spotify. <laughs> you can follow our music too. No one's home, and you can follow us on Facebook and on Instagram. And on SoundCloud, but we don't really use our SoundCloud anymore. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Give us a like if you want. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like. Hit that subscribe. subscribe. Hit that bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh, as always, we're going to have links in the bottom to uh, organizations you can donate to for COVID relief. And yeah, that's it, guys. Thanks very much for listening to Sports Mentor. This is Clow. I was waiting. This was Mark. Oh, this is Mark. Peace. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna mute up. Peace.